0: The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. Hey, it's episode 211 of Amen Brother Ben. We are in Summer in the Psalms. We're going to be digging down into Psalm 23 today. This is one you've probably heard. You've probably heard it said soaringly, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, which brings up an interesting point that I would like to start off with today. Lately I've been reading the new living translation of Psalms. So there's, if you don't know, there's different translations, different groups of people that have translated the Bible. Now, anyone that you see in a mainstream bookstore, that's not a cause for alarm most of the time, because it's a lot of scholarship. It's a lot of going, but you're going, well, looky there. They're having to translate the Bible. There's probably all sorts of errors going on in there. I don't know why I use that voice, but that's a cause for concern for some people, Uh, but there's a lot of scholarship. There's a lot of care taken with any of these translations and some are better than others. I have recommended ones, ESV, NLT, the one we're reading from, New Living Translation. Um, of course, KJV is solid, King James Version. But there's been a lot of discoveries and stuff, and we're even more accurate since that translation has been written because it's they're they're all translated from original Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic languages. So. You couldn't read the original Bible because it's in a different language you don't understand. So there's a little bit of translation in there, but I've been reading the NLT because it is a, and some people don't like this. Some, you know, or would say they'd rather have a word for word translation, but NLT does a thought for thought translation and it, and it does it in such a way that it makes it easier to be read aloud and to be spoken to and read. That's why I preach from it mostly uh, at church. Now I read ESV and NASB and NIV, and I read a lot of different versions of it to make sure I have the best handle on what it means. Um, and then I go back and sometimes, if I get wanting to get in depth, I can. You can go to websites like Blue Letter Bible uh, or Bible Hub and uh, get. You know, back to the original language and look at what those original words mean. Um, you can do that. It's out there for you. It's not a conspiracy or anything. But I've been reading the NLT so that we can uh, we can understand it the best. So it's there's no extra roadblocks. For instance, this in psalm twenty three is a big, uh, I guess, case in point, uh, because I remember growing up hearing psalm twenty three and it confused me. But it, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's what the KJV translated it, I shall not want. And, of course, when I was a kid, I went, he's the shepherd I don't want? He? Do I not want the Lord? What? This doesn't make sense, right? And, of course, I know all kids can misunderstand things. But in, in, in you're speaking in King James English, 16th century English. So no one says... I shall not want, it, it. which means I don't have any want, right? I don't have anything that I don't already have is what that means. And so why not just say that, right? So that's why I've been reading the NLT. I know it's kind of a rabbit trail. we got a lot to get to today, but I wanted to point that out to you, that that's the reason why some of these other translations are helpful, because they, they put it in modern uh, terminology. They put it in uh, a vernacular that we are used to. So Psalm 23, and the NLT says this, and I'm going to go just verse by verse so I, we can break this down a little bit. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. There Many times God refers to himself as a shepherd, which to us is, is we, we just know a, a kind of removed historical connotation for that. But a shepherd was a big deal in the time that the Bible was written. Because the shepherd was a a job you a lot of people had, certain people had. Uh, it was looked upon uh, as a position that provided for. It was a, a shepherd provided safety, protection. It had, there's a responsibility that came with being a shepherd. Um, it provided uh, community, sorta, right? There were shepherds that that you, you oversaw your flock, and you're like these are these are my responsibility. And so I know that hardly any of you, probably none of you are going to be shepherds as far as like livestock, sheep or goats or horses or cattle. Some of you are. It's Bear Bear Creek, it's Silas City. So there's maybe some of you, if you're listening from around here, you may end up being that way. But the shepherd ended up being throughout the Bible, turned into a term for a leader, right? First, God took on that. And then he he sent King David to be the shepherd of his people when King Saul was not doing what he was supposed to do. And it also became kind of a a title for the Messiah when they were looking forward to Jesus, they called him the, the shepherd and he is now our shepherd. And Jesus refers to himself as that, as he teaches, and he talks about how we are his flock. If you're his follower, you're in his flock and he is your shepherd. And then there's also modern-day connotations that we could still use for that. I believe a parent is a shepherd. I believe a husband is a shepherd to his wife. Now, that's not very popular, but uh, that you should provide some protection to your wife. Um, a parent, though, definitely may, the mom and the dad should shepherd your child. Um, pastors, my, my role as a, as a pastor is a shepherd. I'm not just supposed to just teach you the Bible. I'm supposed to shepherd my church. When I see one of my church people going off course, I'm supposed to go get them, right? Supposed to get them out of the mouths of wolves. Uh, So this, this term shepherd should help you understand the type of relationship God wants to have with you. It goes on to say, he lets me rest in green meadows, or he lets me lie down in green pastures is what some versions say. He leads me beside peaceful streams. You know, Following God, while it does have its sacrifices and it does, you know, Jesus says, follow me, take up your cross, there's also a level of peace and, and prosperity that comes when you're doing things God's way. And so there's a peace, an overarching peace, even as as you'll see as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there you can still have peace when you're with God, when you're a part of his flock. He says, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. So He gives us, He gives us the get the get up and go. Right? He when we feel worn down, the Shepherd kind of encourages us, and then He leads us. He's the one that's sort of helping us navigate this journey, and He's doing it for not just for our good, but for His glory. So the things that we do bring glory to the Shepherd, make other sheep go. Oh, I want to be a part of that flock. And he says, verses four and five, he says, "'Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, "'or even through the darkest valley,' is what the NLT says, "'I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. "'Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me.'" Shepherds, they they spoke softly but carried a big stick, right? And they they used it to protect. Uh, "'You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. "'You honor me by anointing my head with oil.'" My cup overflows with blessings. And now that oftentimes gets lost on modern audiences. Cause, cause we don't see those things that you're like, what you are going to throw oil at me? What are you doing? But, but that anointing with oil, which by the way, in those times didn't come in a plastic jar and you threw it in a pan. I mean, you did use it to cook, but oil was a, a fine good. It was a sign of wealth and respect. And it was a, it had healing properties and, uh, so when you are anointed with oil, it was a t- it was a sign of honor. And so God, for some reason, even though we, we don't deserve it, he 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 honors us by being a part of His flock. He he's good to us, uh, and then He prepares a feast for us. The feast idea is something that gets talked about a lot throughout the Bible. How God is preparing a feast for for us at the you know in eternity. Like there's going to be a feast, uh, and we're going to sit at the Lord's table. Um, he, he based a lot of that around this idea of this big meal. Uh, and, and that's a big deal because even though it doesn't seem like that in these days, who you ate with was a big deal who you had at your table and then where they sat at that table, like meant a lot. That was a whole social thing to the Jewish people. And so while that might be lost on us, uh, bringing us to the table, uh, and being us being able to to feast with God is a, is a blessing. It's a sign of, a, of honor to us. Uh, and not only that He's providing good food for us, he's providing things that sustain us, but that He is honoring us. And you know sitting around that table symbolizes community. By the way, that's why people gave Jesus a hard time because he ate with sinners and tax collectors and stuff like that because he was letting all sorts of people, Come sit at the table. And aren't you glad that he did? And then Psalm 23 ends with verse six. This is surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. What a blessing that is. And the fact that while we should be pursuing God, he still pursues us. He still comes after us when one of his flock gets gets out of the fold. He comes after us. It's crazy, it blows my mind. By the way, you're supposed to read in your in your day nine reading uh Psalm 23, 24, and 25. So I just stuck to 23 today because there was so much there. Uh 24 and 25 are good too. All this is good stuff, and we hope that you're using it to bring you closer to God. Amen, Ben Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com. If you need anything, see you back tomorrow.